This is AgriFutures On Air, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. Welcome to AgriFutures On Air, I'm Jane Cudahy. Tasmanian Rural Motherhood Advocate Stephanie Trethewey is the 2022 AgriFutures Rural Women's Award National Winner. As the national winner, Stephanie is excited for yet another era of her business, building Motherland Village, Australia's first online mothers group and resource centre. The digital platform now offers nine separate programs for over 80 rural mothers with children aged from newborns through to their late teens. The runner-up was Bendigo resident and founder of Oak Magazine, Kimberly Furness, for her work in creating opportunities to profile and celebrate female-led businesses. Stephanie has been recognised for her work in providing services, resources and virtual communities for mothers in regional locations, primarily through her podcast, Motherland. Yeah, so I suppose it started with me becoming a mum. So when we moved to Tassie, Elliot um, was six months old and, you know, motherhood hit me like a tonne of bricks before we moved here. It was a really difficult transition. I struggled. He was a very, I guess, difficult baby and extreme sleep deprivation and a lot of stuff that you know sounds normal but when it's your first time you don't know what normal is and I lost my identity and I didn't know who I was and you know I was definitely suffering from postnatal depression and then on top of that you know we moved to Tassie and overnight I I lost my village I was a I was a mum to a six-month-old baby a husband who was working on the farm seven days a week I had no idea how difficult farming would be let alone starting your own business so we actually started this farm from scratch Sam's family didn't have um, property here in Tassie anymore they'd since moved to the mainland so we started with nothing and Sam really it was all on him to to build this operation from the ground up and I wasn't prepared for how he how much he wouldn't be around you know and I just realized I couldn't just walk up the road for a coffee anymore I had a mother's group in Melbourne they were my my lifeline my village there was um, about 10 or 11 of us in that group and and I didn't have access to a mother's group here and it was just a really lonely time in my life Jane I really just thought what the hell have I done I have made the biggest mistake of my life I'm not cut out for this I'm failing at, at mum life farm life everything and you know I didn't talk to Sam about it because he had enough going on and I had to you know there's a lot of pride there I you know I'm a pretty confident person but I lost all that confidence here and so I remember, you know, I've talked about this moment before, but I remember when Elliot was about eight months old, nine months old, and he was crawling around, uh, crawling around me on the floor one one day, and it was another day solo parenting, and I just thought, you know, if they say it takes a village to raise a child, then where the hell is mine? And for me, it was a real light bulb moment because I realised that I wasn't failing; it's just the environment had failed me. It wasn't set up to support me, and so I started thinking, well, how can I? get that connection that I'm craving. I wanted to connect with other rural mums who understood what it was like to be me. I couldn't connect with my city friends anymore. They, they were still my friends and they still are, but they didn't understand what this life was. And I searched podcasts, I searched, you know, platforms. I didn't know what I was looking for and I couldn't find what I needed. So I thought, you know, why can't I create something that basically brings my two worlds together, motherhood and my love of storytelling. And so I literally thought of the name Motherland that night and you know, created the logo myself. I think it cost me 150 bucks or something and and just thought, let's just start a podcast telling real and raw stories of rural motherhood. So that's where Motherland started. As the Tasmanian state finalist, Steph was able to complete some of her long-term goals with Motherland as it merged from a podcast to a not-for-profit. 
you know, I'm really pleased to to say that as of a few weeks ago, Motherland is now a registered not-for-profit organisation and a charity. So we've, um, you know, thanks to AgriFutures and and the funding through winning the state award, I've been able to invest in in setting setting up the the foundations for something. Um, so I'm really excited. We've we've got an incredible board of directors that I've just taken on, and our first board meeting um, in a few weeks' time. So it, it's all happening. That is, that's, I mean, congratulations, that's a ter- tremendous effort and, and results. What do you think, you know, you, you continue to grow and Motherland is, is just getting bigger and bigger. What, what about it do you think really resonates with the people that you're interviewing but also the people who are listening? I mean, I think it's the, the vulnerability of Motherland and the fact that, you know, when I first started it, I wasn't so forthcoming with my own struggles. I sort of kind of came into it as perfect Steph, you know, presenting well and TV Steph. And then the community started growing when I started sharing my struggles because that's when I became a real person and a real rural mum. And, you know, I think that's what resonates. And, you know, as far as Motherland Village, it's a simple solution to an incredibly big problem and gap in our maternal healthcare system. And government and hospitals and all these amazing stakeholders as much as they'd love to, they are incapable of doing this right now because it requires startup speed. It requires chaos, messiness, investment. It's very hard to pull together rural, mother, rural mothers from around the country into a program like this from different states, which involves, you know, collaboration. So I can understand that, you know, it hasn't been a thing yet. Um, no one's either thought of it or can do it. So I'm really excited because, you know, I feel like Motherland is is incredible and I think it's capable of incredible growth, um, you know, and that's going to require some other people to invest and believe in in what we're doing and, and that's already starting to happen. So I think it's just the beginning. I'd love to see Motherland as basically Australia's, you know, leading organisation and, and not-for-profit for rural motherhood that every single rural mum who gives birth in this country knows Motherland, is connected to Motherland and we're not sending mums back to the land without them knowing that there is a community and a mother's group for them them if they want. That's my dream. As I mentioned earlier, Steph is excited for yet another area of her business, building Motherland Village, Australia's first online mothers group and resource centre. The Minister for Agriculture, Fisheries and Forestry, Senator the Honourable Murray Watt, made the announcement during a black tie gala dinner at Canberra's Parliament House. And when my name came out of the Minister's mouth, I, yeah, it was a very surreal moment. I, I, yeah, there's a photo of me with my hands over my mouth and I just I just can't believe it. I still it still hasn't sunk in and it's been coming up to a week. As part of that national award, what's involved in that for you, uh, both personally and professionally, now that you are the national winner? It's massive and I still don't think I know just how massive it is and how much Motherland will benefit from it. I mean, going into this award, there were two key reasons for having a crack and, you know, the, the money is is massive and the support from Westpac is huge and that's going to be, you know, the rocket fuel that Motherland needs. But from a brand point of view, it is just incredible. The brand awareness, the professional development, the opportunities, the doors that are already starting to open. And as I said, it's not even been a week. So um, it's just such an incredible opportunity and, and what AgriFutures have done for rural women is extraordinary. So for you personally, what does winning the National uh, AgriFutures Rural Woman of the Year mean to you? Personally, you know, I said in my my acceptance speech that, you know, three years ago I, I was in a pretty rough place and, and I felt like I was failing at everything and I didn't really feel like I found my feet in rural Australia and I didn't know if I ever would. So 
fast forward three years to actually be named the, the Rural Woman of the Year, it's just really amazing validation that I'm onto something and that I'm I have purpose beyond being a farm wife and being a mother and I'm helping other people. So it was just magic to feel like I finally, yeah, found my feet. And you mentioned just before, you know, the, the brand awareness uh, that you get out of uh, the award um, professionally and that sort of thing. What is what is, has the award experience been like for you professionally? Not just the brand uh, acknowledgement, but, you know, the workshops and the work that you did leading up to uh, the national award being announced. Through this whole process, I think what this award has done for me in a year, and it's been almost a year journey, is probably something that would have taken me two years to do on my own. And what I mean by that is Motherland has its purpose and its vision and I have a great passion for what I'm doing, but the strategy and really nailing down how you're going to get to where you need to go is something that until someone puts a gun to your head and says, right, you've got a pitch, you've got 10 minutes in front of this incredible panel of judges and, you know, you could potentially win this amazing award. Like until someone does that, um, it, it can get a bit messy in your head. And for me, you know, leading up to the national pitch, which was a three-day workshop in Aubrey on, on in day three, we actually pitched to the national judges. You know, it wasn't until leading up to that that I finally I had the light bulb moment and I was like, oh, I know how I'm going to do this. I know how Motherland's going to work and reach more mums. I, like, I, I I understand that now, whereas it wasn't until this award that made me think that way. So professionally, it's been huge. You would have got would have got those skills uh, whether you won the award or not. So your cohort, would have, all of them, would have received the same kind of valuable experience. Absolutely. We've all gone through the same process. Um, and, you know, the, the three-day workshop that you typically do um, after winning the state award is extraordinary you know I went into it thinking that it was just business focused but it's actually personal first and it's a bit of a deep dive into who you are who you are as a person what you stand for starting to unpick some of your self-doubts and then ultimately helping you refine your pitch I mean some of us you know some of the girls in, in my cohort day one versus day three just two totally different pitches two totally different women just from a confidence point of view so um, you know, national award aside, the value in in just going at a state-based level is enormous. So when you think back on your time with Motherland, because it's been years and you've been, you know, speaking to some incredible women and really building on that network and creating, you know, the Motherland that is today, would you do anything differently? No, it's funny. Everything's good in hindsight. I mean, I've said this to you, Jane, when we've talked before, is having, you know, two babies under two, growing a beef business, having a crack at motherland, not having any family support around and no village. You know, I've said this, it's really not the smartest thing I've ever done. Um, But would I do it differently? No, because I'm exactly where I need to be. And it's been bloody hard and it's still hard. You know, I think that awards like this and your hair and makeup and you're on this stage and you're in the media, you know, it paints a picture of of a perfect person, someone that's, you know, got it all together and it's success. And, you know, it is successful and I am successful, but, you know, I'm still just a mum who's running around like a headless chook trying to juggle things. And I think that's really important to say is that 
anyone can go go for this award. Like I didn't think almost a year ago that I was ready. I, I had hesitation. Someone tapped me on the shoulder and asked me to apply, and here I am. So I, I really want to, you know, drill that home for anyone who's keen to have a go. Exactly. And the, the washing still has to be done and meals still have to be cooked. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when you think about all of the conversations you've had around Motherland, whether it be family or friends or um, strangers, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm, that's a tough question. What's the best advice I've ever been given? Well, even like the, the standout advice when you think back to conversations. Yeah, I mean, everyone has believed in me more than I've believed in myself. And I think it's only now that I'm starting to come around and try and, and, and find that confidence. I mean, everyone from family to friends has never doubted me. Um, it's been, I've been my own worst enemy. So, you know, I think that's something that if I had my time again, I'd sort of just, you know, shove my own thoughts aside and really try and and be confident, you know, but in my all-time favourite advice from one of my favourite humans who I've never met is Richard Branson and his motto of screw it, just do it. And and that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how I've built this business is, yes, it's been strategic, but I've just had a go and I've just building the bike while I ride it. And some of the best entrepreneurs and best businesses do that. And so, again, you know, with this award is just have a go and just make decisions and if they're not the right ones, fix them, change things. That's the beauty of being your own boss and running your own business. So, yeah, I've loved it. And so what about the worst advice you've ever been given? <laughs> Come on, Joe, no. this is a tough question. No, they're Good not. question. <laughs> I, I've, done a lot, I've done a lot of interviews last week, but, you know, these are new questions, which is great. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've really been given any bad advice. Um, no, I mean, I'm really lucky. The space that I'm in working with women has been really empowering. Like no one has ever put me down or said anything or suggested that I can't do something. So I just kind of drown out any of the negative noise if there is any and I just focus on on having a go. I'm too, I'm too busy. I'm just too in it anyway, Jane. Like I just... I'm just going. No, let's, I, I can relate to that because I was thinking about this before because I'm like, I, don't, I can't remember. Well, I can. There's a couple that I, I can remember of, of bad advice, but I think you do just get on with it and move on and just put it down to, you know, not going to take that on board. I got other yeah, I mean, do. I think, yeah, I think if there was one thing that I, I wouldn't say is bad advice, but something that I, I used to say publicly, but now I don't really agree is that whole saying, you know, women can have it all, but just not all at the same time. And um, I find that quite dangerous as well, because it's about prioritising, like, you know, I, I can't be the perfect mum and the perfect business person and the perfect life partner all at the same time. But I don't think anyone can be perfect at any of those things at any time. So for me, it's just been trying to compartmentalise my life a bit. And, and, you know, I made a very clear decision at the start of the year is 2022 was the year to, to allow Motherland to flourish or fail. So this year was about testing, is this business sustainable? Am I onto something? Can this work? How can I grow it? Who can help me? Um, and, you know, at times I've come close to burnout and it's not been great at times, but this year was about validating that. And and now from here, it's working strategically to get some more work-life balance. But that comes with opportunities, opportunities through this award and funding to, to be able to um, not do it all myself. Um, and that's very much what next year looks like. It's bringing on people who can help Motherland grow and it doesn't just, the buck won't just stop with me. So, you know, it can be done, the juggle is real, but it's about 
prioritizing and for me it's kind of prioritizing by year and by months and that's been working well have you got um you would have had some ideas about what you would spend uh your winning grant with yeah so there's an extra twenty thousand from westpac what what's on your spending list for that for that money considering um you know it is on top of the fifteen thousand you received as a state winner yeah, um, the, I mean, all up the 35 grand is going to be used, you know, very strategically for Motherland and this extra 20K is just incredible. So it's going to go to a number of things. Um, firstly, we're working on, um, I guess, growing Motherland Village, the program, improving it and bringing on some video content from experts um, for next year. So that's one thing that the, the money will go towards. Really excitingly, we're going to be using it um, to launch an ambassador program and we'll be announcing that soon, but basically getting expressions of interest from rural mums around the country to have someone join the motherland team as an official ambassador and facilitator someone to be trained um, to run motherland village programs because if the demand is out there that's all very well and good but i've taken 91 mums through the program myself and that's not you know sustainable we can't do 500 mums a year with just one facilitator so um kate who joined my team recently um is, is helping with that so it's really actually generating some income for rural mums and getting them to join motherland um, we also want to start um, growing a, a resource hub for rural mums, so pulling in information and resources for, for mums in, in one place. And, you know, a number of marketing initiatives, like we need to get the work out, word out there. We need to, I guess, you know, get the awareness out there. So, yeah, there's a lot in the pipeline and we're really going to leverage this funding across numerous, numerous streams um, to, to take Motherland to the next stage. Awesome. And my final question for you, everyone has a to-do list. I'm sure you've got about 20 uh, across various parts of your business. What's on the top three? What are the top three things on your to-do list right now? Emailing a number of people who I was either lucky enough to meet in person at the gala um, or who I've been connected with or who has reached out. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I'm having some pretty exciting conversations with people who want to help. So my priority is, is relationships, leveraging this opportunity to keep building relationships. Um, so yeah, my inbox is going to get pretty busy. Um, there's there's just so much. I mean, number two is we're starting to look at some corporate partnerships and looking at who might be a great fit um, strategically for Motherland for where we want to go. We've got some exciting plans in the pipeline for that. So that's a that's a big one. And you know, as far as you know, from a, a revenue point of view and just keeping the wheels turning, we're looking at advertising partners for next year. So big on my to-do list now is going through and emailing some of our um, sponsors in the past and looking at building new relationships for Motherland for next year. We're just a newly formed registered not-for-profit and a charity. So you know strategically that opens up some opportunities. So yeah, there's lots on my to-do list, but those are sort of three things staring in front of me right now. And I, and I love that they're all very work-based any time for a champagne with sam in the paddock so uh, like you know oh, just to take in the last few months <laughs> priority is keeping my children alive sorry i should have mentioned that <laughs> that was sorry. a given that's okay i got that one <laughs> yeah no look work-life balance should be on that list shouldn't it so i probably should add that as number four but really should be number one but yeah look <laughs> i'm just I think, I think it's i think things are gonna get busy before they get quieter but it's uh yeah it's gonna be a roller coaster absolutely well again congratulations steph you've done an amazing job and uh, certainly some exciting times for you coming up. Thank you so much, Jane. Anyone listening, if you want to have a crack, just go for it. Go for gold. Well, Richard Branson said so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was Stephanie Trethewey, the AgriFutures Rural Women's Award National winner.
A full podcast episode on her personal journey is on our website, along with insightful and moving interviews with some of the other national finalists, including founder of Oak Magazine, Kimberly Finesse, child nurse and founder of Rural Child Health, Rebecca Bradshaw, disability advocate and founder of Ability Agriculture, Josie Clark, primary producer and carry-to-country mentor, Robin Varell, remote educator and founder of Raise Education, Kylie Jones, and mental and physical health practitioner and founder of Farm Life Fitness, Louise O'Neill. Applications for the 2023 AgriFutures Rural Women's Award are now open, and if there's one thing that all of our finalists agree with, it's put an application in. They were all amazed at the opportunities that opened up after they threw their hats in the ring. Applications will close on Wednesday the 19th of October this year or Friday the 27th of January 2023 for the Northern Territory applicants. See the Rural Women's Award and Rural Women's Acceleration Grant websites for more information. Thanks again for listening. I'm Jane Cudahy. You've been listening to AgriFutures On Air, a podcast brought to you by AgriFutures Australia. For full access to a huge backlog of stories on Australia's agricultural trends and innovations, research outcomes, inspiring stories from our rural leaders and insights into new and emerging rural industries, please subscribe to AgriFutures On Air on your favourite podcasting app. You can also find more information at our website, agrifutures.com.au. Thank you.